Hi everyone, thank you so much for tuning in today to my ministry, song, scripture, and my thoughts. Today is February 15th, 2024. Today's song recommendation is Gratitude by Brandon Lake. Today's scripture will be found in the book of 2 Peter. We will be reading from verses 1 through 10 today. And if you've been tuning in to my messages, I mentioned that God had it on my heart to talk to all you guys about 2 Peter and that we just go through and see what he has to say to us. So I just want to pray that we always ask our Father to give us new, fresh ears to hear and new, fresh eyes to see. Because if you're anything like me, this isn't the first time that you're reading or listening to the book of Second Peter. I don't even remember how many times I have read from Second Peter. But I hope God gives me an, something new, a word, and He always does. So we just ask that He does that to anybody including myself, that's listening to the Word of God, that we hear something new and see something new today. In the name of Jesus, I pray. And I hope that everybody had a really great Valentine's Day. Loving your husband or wife or, or family, as we are called to love our brothers and sisters in Christ and also to love those that harm us. So grab your Bibles, let's get started. But before I start reading, and the reason I chose to read 10 verses today is because it's there's so much to unpack here. So I wanna begin by saying, and I'm sure there are people that know who Jesus is, but there are others that are wanting to know who Jesus is. And I want to just mention right, right before we get started in reading, as we have new ears and new eyes, and even a new heart for those that don't know Jesus, that Jesus, he was in the Father in the beginning of time. Because they're one God. They're a trinity. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Jesus was with the Father. Not only in the Father, because he's on record saying, I, I and the Father are one. And that we were together in the beginning. And we know that because scripture starts out in the beginning, the Spirit of God hovered over the water. And then God says, let us create man in our image. So the Trinity is right away at the beginning of Scripture. And also Jesus is on record saying, before Abraham, I am. He, along with the Father and the Holy Spirit, as one God, we're in the burning bush. 
And Jesus claims, I am the Son of God. He is and was and is with the Father. When we define who our God is, He is three persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And the Son that walked in the garden, that stood beside Abraham, and if you're following my podcast, we are reading through the Holy Bible, and we're reading about Abraham right now. Jesus, before incarnation, stood beside Abraham, talked to Abraham. He he is the one that was standing there as Abraham argued and asked for Sodom to be spared because his son, or excuse me, his nephew Lot lived there. There are, we have to remember that Jesus, the Son of God, God, was over the flood in Noah's day. And as we we read, we've got to we've got to believe that this is so. This is our faith. So Jesus was in the Father, with the Father before all before he created, before everything was set in place, before he created the heavens and the earth. He pre-existed from the beginning from the beginning of time he was there and he came down from heaven the sun came down from heaven to be born and it speaks to this in the prophecies of the Old Testament if you go to the book of Isaiah he's the promise so Let's get started in reading It begins greeting the faithful Simon Peter a bondservant and apostle of Jesus Christ to those who have obtained like precious faith with us by the righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. But also, for this very reason, giving all diligence, Add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, to knowledge self-control, to self-control perseverance, to perseverance godliness, to godliness 
brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, love. For if these things are yours and abound in you, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he who lacks these things is short-sighted, even to blindness, and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins. Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure, for if you do these things, you will never stumble, for, for so an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So that is actually through verse 11, and I'll change that in the, in the show notes. So, again, Jesus was in the Father and with the Father before the heavens and the earth were created and everything in them. The book of John, let me just turn there really quick. I, I uh, hadn't meant to read from John, so I don't... I don't have a marker there, but this is where we read the beautiful words of um, how the Word became flesh. Uh, John chapter 1, verse 14, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory of us, as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Pause. The Word became flesh. Jesus the Son became flesh. And He is God. Why? Because we only have one God. And they existed together. If we, if we can just... Go all the way back to when he created and how, how he lovingly referred to the spirit hovering over the water and how uh, they said, let's create uh, man in our own image. And then also... Uh, I'll have to find find it. I, I woke up early today to get this the finish this message and so and I just am thinking now to add uh another scripture which I will find and add to the show notes where Jesus says Nobody except the Son has seen the Father. Nobody has seen the Father. So when God would come out of himself, so to speak, because Jesus, the Son, appeared throughout the whole Old Testament. The, the 
He is the one walking and talking with people throughout the Old Testament because Jesus himself said nobody has seen the Father. Now, we get to hear about what the Father says in the New Testament, what the Father has said. Mount of Transfiguration. He he appears to he appears transfigured in front of John, James, and Peter. They get to see this. They get to see God. They get to hear the Father say, Listen to my son. And in that Mount of Transfiguration, Moses and Elijah show up show up. It's just a fascinating story, but I don't want us to lose sight that Jesus was there before before everything happened because he is God. And we must believe that he was present throughout the, the Jesus before incarnation was present throughout the Old Testament. And this Peter, I love the way he starts. He doesn't glorify his title. He says he's a bond servant. And then secondly, an apostle of Jesus Christ. So we have to, because when Jesus, and we have to prepare our hearts because we are coming into Resurrection Sunday. We're, we're fast approaching. This year's already off to a quick start, in my opinion. But after resurrection, he tells Peter to feed his sheep. So Peter is the number one apostle in charge of the other apostles, but he doesn't like give himself this like honor here. He just simply starts out, he's Simon Peter. A bondservant first and an apostle second of Jesus Christ. So we ought to not make ourselves to be uh, disciples first or teachers first, but bondservants of Jesus Christ first. first. Then it says, to those who have obtained like precious faith with us, by the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Precious faith with, he's saying with them. We have obtained this precious faith with them. And we can only do that through the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Then it says, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus, our Lord. Knowledge. So important to have it. I tell you, this last, this during this time that I'm reading the Bible from front to back, I am really slowing down some and jotting notes because I'm so eager to learn about our God. I'm so, I'm so eager to learn more about our God. So I, it's about obtaining knowledge of who, of who I believe in and who I'm serving so I can better teach and reach for his kingdom. 
because I really believe that right now there are a lot of people searching for the one true God who is Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who we must put our faith in because of what he did. He left heaven to come down to be born to die for our sins. And that's all authority has been given to him. And no one gets into heaven without believing in the Son. You can't just believe. And people claim that the God of the Old Testament. Well, Jesus was there as well before incarnation. But the new covenant is through the blood of Jesus and believing in Jesus and having faith in Jesus, the Son of God. There is no other way back into heaven. You can't be stuck in the Old Testament. I think I said in the last message, you must open up the New Testament to read about him, especially if you're a non-believer of the Jewish faith. And any other faith that thinks that Jesus is just a prophet, was born was just a prophet, just a man, open up the New Testament. I really believe that the, the scales will be removed from your eyes. The veil will be torn. You'll be able to see the one true way into heaven through the Son, Jesus Christ. We've got to have knowledge. I'm in the book of Ezra. No, excuse me, Nehemiah. And last night as I was reading the Israelites in chapter 11, uh, maybe not chapter 11, well, I read more chapters than I thought I had read. But they were gaining knowledge. Ezra, the priest in the book of Nehemiah, was reading uh, the book of the law. And he, he's, he's reading from, they put him on this really high stool so he could be a little higher than the people. And he started reading the book of the law so they could hear. And he was reading to all those who could hear with understanding. Then he read from it in the open square that was in front of the water gate from morning until midday before the men and women and those who could understand and the ears of all the people were attentive to the book of the law. He was reading the, the, the book of the law, which is the first five books of the Old Testament to those that could understand. And then later on, it says, um, so they read distinctly from the book in the law of God, and they gave the sense and helped them to understand the reading. We can gain understanding by reading the Word of God. We really can. And by gaining understanding, we can then um, have knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. So, Peter says, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ. 
as his divine power has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. He teaches us. God teaches us who he is. It's another reason he came down to be born of the Virgin Mary. And then he, he taught about himself of who he is. And he said clearly, I and the Father are one. And the Jews of that day, they called him a blasphemer, claiming to be God. They didn't believe him. And I think in my opinion, most did because Jesus was no ordinary man. <laughs> there were a lot of miracles and wonders and things that he did, healings, miracles. And it says, through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, we've got to have good virtues by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises. Now to pause. Now to those that, that have obtained this knowledge, know, of, know who Jesus is, know he's the only way back to the Father. We have faith in him. To us, which has been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Pause. Well, he goes on to say, uh, he talks about all the virtues, and, and then he also says that to do all this so we don't stumble, for so an ent un entrance will be supplied to you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. There is only one way. And he also says, so we, we don't go back into our old sins, our old self. Um, so he starts talking about the virtues after he says, so once we know we have knowledge and we've learned the the virtue of, because um, it says, who called us by glory and virtue, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises. And then, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. But also for this reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith. And he starts talking about these virtues that we should be living in. Because remember just earlier he said, called us by glory and virtue. And then he names them all. Uh, the knowledge begins with the knowledge, the knowledge of self-control, perseverance, godliness, brotherly kindness, and love. All of this, for if these things are yours and abound, you will neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. And for he who lacks these things is short-sighted even to blindness and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins. 
Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure. If you do these things, you will never stumble. So if we live in such a manner, with good virtues, which leads to knowledge, the knowledge of God, we don't go back into old patterns of life. Uh, I was listening to a couple of testimonies and you if you're out there if you're anything like me you don't immediately some do but I didn't immediately uh, let go of some of the things I used to do. They weren't horrific by any means, but I, as I followed God, he would put into my, my mind, okay, that's wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong. And as, well, as a woman or a man, if you're out there, uh, even... When somebody would say, oh, don't you think that actor's handsome? I'd be like, oh, yeah, he's handsome. Things like that where the Holy Spirit would say, mm-mm, you're married. This has been years ago. But even that, like, even when I'm watching TV, I'll look away. Because, gosh, anymore, you've you got to practically look away the whole time you're, you're watching TV. <laughs> because it's just right there in your face. But you learn gradually, or the Holy Spirit, who lives in you, if you're a born-again believer, He will sanctify you, continually sanctify you. And this is how you leave the old flesh, the old sins, behind. But if you are a born-again believer, and you're a true born-again believer, and you're still messing up, Ask the Holy Spirit to work in you even more so. So, or have him put in, in, in front of you what, what you need to cleanse yourself from. So you can have it in your mind the next time you, you're doing it, that Holy Spirit will remind you. But don't get mad at yourself for doing something wrong. We're never going to get it right. That's why Peter starts out his letter, his letter, uh, by the righteousness of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, He is our righteousness because He knew we couldn't get it right. And we're the ones obtaining these precious promises from Him because we, we rely on Him to do a good work in us, to clean us up, even though He's already, because He paid the price on the cross and we are washed clean, He's working on us because we can really get down on ourselves for doing this wrong or doing that wrong or having this thought or having that thought. And he's quick to remind us, didn't I already die your sin penalty for you? Am I not working in you? Am I not with you, never leaving you nor forsaking you because you are following me? You are, you are picking up your cross and following me. 
stop getting down on yourself. If you have confessed a sin to him, you are forgiven, child of God. You are forgiven. I, uh, just to go into my thoughts a little bit, I started saying I had listened to a couple of testimonies. And people are eager, eager to hear about the one true God. And it can be offensive to people. They want to hear about the one true God, but it's, at the same time, they're offend, they, they don't, nobody wants to hear the name Jesus Christ. But they do want to hear about the one true God. So we need to just plant seeds because the Holy Spirit will, will take it from there. In verse 10, it says, Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure. Pause. Peter says, be even more diligent to make sure. To, he says, therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure. <laughs> be sure of your status. Be sure that um, you don't stumble. Because he says, if you do these things, you will never stumble. So in these, uh, just to go into my thoughts, in these testimonies, I, I listened to a testimony about uh, a person of the religion, Judaism, who didn't quite ever agree with that religion. And then they go into Israel and things are made worse because uh, you got to, not only do they have the Old Testament, but they also have their Talmud and with, the, with all those other rules. And if a rule has rem remained a rule for long enough, then it becomes law. So there's all these, these other things that they're having people live by, different, different things they've added to the law, the book of the law of Moses given to Moses by God. And so they get out of, well, this, this person lived in the United States and then they moved to Israel for a job and then they moved out of Israel because they couldn't, they just didn't think none of that was right. So they moved back to the States and then their next door neighbor is a Mormon. They go into the Mormon church and then they hear things about Jesus that they're like oh no that's that's not the Jesus that we we have heard of or uh so they knew that wasn't right and from there then they found the one true God Jesus or Jesus found them this this person had been seeking Jesus the one true God and I think because we're given that precious promise, seek and you shall find. 
Seek and you shall find. If you keep seeking, you shall find him. For he stands at the door and knocks. Right now, there are a lot of people hungry to know the, the one true God. And we've got to share the good news with people. And then they'll start thinking about it. And then searching and seeking and on their own, seeking, seeking, seeking until until they become right with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Again, it is an entrance, the only entrance. Um, so I'll come on as soon as possible to read the next few chapters to chapter 21. Uh, Second Peter is so good, but yes, let's not forget, by grace we have been saved through faith, and that not of ourselves, it is a gift of God. We get our righteousness from God, and because God is righteous, he makes us righteous and good even when we're messing up. So don't, don't be so hard on yourself. Spend a lot of time on your knees. Again, I'm reading the book of Nehemiah, and they would spend a fourth of the day reading the Bible, well, the book of the law, and then another fourth of the day confessing their sins. But now, since the new covenant in Jesus' blood We read to gain knowledge about who he is. And if you're a true believer, the veil has been torn and you can have an intimate relationship with our God. So intimate because we have the Holy Spirit of God living in us. And we can talk to him about everything. And... Pray to him about everything. I want to end with, I don't know if you know anybody. I, I have somebody that's very close to me that's still stuck on praying the, the rosary. And every time uh, something goes wrong, somebody needs prayer, it's the first thing. I mean, these beads are just one after the other as though God's not going to hear her unless she prays all those beads and all those Hail Marys and the Ten Our Fathers. And I have said, but what about the Holy Spirit? What about the Holy Spirit? Does he require us to hold a, a handful of beads that are tied together to pray, pray to those beads? <sighs> he does not. And she thinks it's because Mary asked Jesus to turn the water into wine at the wedding, and that was his first miracle. And so she asked him to do it, and even though it wasn't his time to do anything, he, he listened to her. So I pray in this rosary, and we're asking Mary to plead our cause to Jesus, and maybe he'll give us a yes. But what about the Holy Spirit? 
What about the Holy Spirit? Don't pray to a bunch of beads saying you're Hail Marys. You're saying, help me, Mary, when the Holy Spirit is the one that God sent back. And this was my, my argument at that point to this person. When Jesus resurrected, he stuck around for 40 days as the resurrected Jesus, and then he ascended back into heaven. And before he left, he said, I'm going to send you somebody even better than me. And he sends back his spirit. And I said to this person, did he say, well, I'm leaving my earthly mom. She's right there next to you. Or where, she wasn't with them, but she's, she's, she's there. Go to her. And then she'll pray to me. And then I'll either hear you say a yes or a no. No, he didn't say, he didn't even include Mary in his departure. He said he's sending back his Holy Spirit to be with us. I'm not saying that Mary doesn't have an, an honorable place in heaven. But we're not supposed to pray to her. Anyway, I'm going to go ahead and end there. I hope this message has helped somebody. Um, and that last little piece is kind of a pray. Uh, it's it's going to lead me into the next messages of Second Peter where uh, we can go into talking about false doctrines. All the glory to God. Much love to all. I hope I haven't fumbled my words too much. Until next time. Bye.